the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So we've got a lot to get to. It's an unbelievable Tuesday here on the show. Um, I'm going to get to Biden's BS scam called infrastructure, where you'll be lucky if 10%. You'll be lucky if 10% goes to roads and bridges and all the other BS they sell. The rest of it is going to go strictly to line the pockets of their cohorts and fraud corporatist scum. After they get to buy a little stock option, some calls, it'll be great. But yesterday, I had told you that CNN, for the entire day, was running the Rittenhouse trial. Today, they're running January 6th committee, because this is all this AT&T shill company has. Right? They've got to link everything to Donald Trump, everything to Donald Trump. I also had said yesterday, It is good versus evil, Democrat versus Republican. If you are rooting for the scourge and the scum, you're a Democrat. If you're rooting for the obvious self-defense acquittal of a a child, although naive and wrong-headed, clearly innocent, you are a Republican. That's just the way it goes. Yesterday, um, during the show, it was uh, brought to everyone's attention that the, the star witness... That buffoon who's too stupid to be a barista with those ear stretcher things in his ears that got his bicep shot off. His name is Gage Grossrich, Ritz, whatever. Do you realize that this kid, up until 10 days before, had major offenses, including a DUI, that were mysteriously dismissed, mysteriously dismissed so he could uh, give testimony? for the prosecution. And this is the broader point. Regardless of whether or not this is absolute unequivocal proof that our justice system has been politicized, do you know the kind of clout you have to have? I mean, this is like Chicago bribery alderman clout to get judges to drop cases because this is the the America we live in today where our judicial system isn't interested in protecting people from criminals. This low-life piece of garbage, at the age of 28, domestic abuse, prowling, trespassing, two DUIs, felony burglary, two charges of carrying a firearm while intoxicated, two charges. Uh, Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger was well aware of this when he uh, pardoned Grossman. So irrelevant of the case. And I am hopeful that he'll be acquitted. He should be. Everybody knows that. Regardless, all of the scum involved in this case 
by the prosecution should be arrested. All of them. Because what they've done is turn loose a convicted, a convicted felon. An absolute and total wretched scumbag. Not just so he can get his little piece of the welfare cheese that all these roaches like to live on. But because it's clear and present that this so-called prosecution team is more interested in the wrongful prosecution of a Republican, that's the only reason they're going after this kid, of a, of a perceived Trump supporter, than they are in protecting the citizens from the kind of scourge that would commit an, an arm length of felonies at 28 years old. I mean, this kid's almost slimy enough to be a CPS graduate and live on this. It's just a, a pathetic display and an obvious absolute conviction of the American judicial system in total, that this kind of wretched scum would be turned loose to testify instead of incarcerated for a litany of crimes against humanity. And he's the survivor. The other two roaches that he shot made this guy look like an altar boy. So I don't care what happens. Thank you for clearing out the roaches. Now on to the usurper-in-chief, Diapers Biden, and his stammering and his dim-wittedness and all the rest of it. It's, uh, it's apparent to me that the people that vote for, for Joe Biden are just lost, hopeless people. It's also apparent to me that only the, the ones that bribe him for inside contracts and profiteering off his legacy of a half a century of corruption know that every time he opens his mouth in regards to taxes, it has nothing to do with the people that bribe a Democrat. You want to be a billionaire and a millionaire? That's great. Good for you. But pay your fair share. There he is with the creepy sniffing the nine-year-old head that he, that he is, the, the sniffer, Joe Biden. Um, why doesn't he pay his fair share? You know, we talk about all of these people that uh, are terrible human beings because they're millionaires. Every single senator is a millionaire. They do not have one that is not a millionaire. I'd like an audit of the senators. And then I'd like an audit of the Congress people as they would be. I want to know how much money, and I want to know what their tax rate is. Because what's evident is that we've got true fascists, true corrupt, feeble-minded people that are in charge of an infrastructure bill that no one really knew what was in it. And now they've got the, the dummy on tour as he goes and points at a bridge and points at a, at a street. And rather than focusing on the fact that the municipality stole the money it was receiving to maintain those streets... He's going to use them as props as you focus on ninety of a bill where 90% of the bill will go towards various social engineering. And to me, that is something that um, even if you support infrastructure and you don't know how it's why you're paying taxes and you don't know what a gas tax is, you don't know what a toll is, and you don't know what state and local taxes are, should you not be concerned that none of the government grading agencies to look over the actual cost to the people, none of them came to a conclusion on a bill that's already being celebrated by the most corrupt among us. That CBO does not have experience analyzing revenue amounts gained from cracking down on wealthy tax cheats. So see, the way that they're getting through all this is they keep going on the mantra, it's paid, it's paid, it's paid. And what, they've, what they're going to use a portion of this bill for is to hire thousands of IRS agents it doesn't have to just be the spending bill. It's already in the infrastructure bill where they are going to 
do this. I guess there are people out there existing who don't pay taxes. I, I don't know. I've been working my whole life. Do you know what it's like when you owe the IRS taxes? They kind of get a hold of you in a hurry. And uh, the penalties and interest kind of are incentivizing why you want to settle that case right away. So I don't know who these successful tax cheats are, but I'm guessing they're lobbyists and other contractor with the, with the government um, recipients that are the ones that are successfully able to circumvent taxes. Of course, there's Al Sharpton. Got to love the good reverend. Um, what do you owe, $13 million? Did he ever square that up? Ah, it doesn't matter. There's Democrats in charge now, and they have a way of letting other Democrats off the hook. CBO does not have experience analyzing revenue amounts gained from cracking down on wealthy tax cheats who are taking advantage of every honest taxpayer. Um, last night, reporters directly asked key Democratic House members whose views run the gamut, including moderates, liberals, folks in between. They universally said this was not an issue at all. So the way that it was passed and the way that the 13 scum Republicans voted for it on the BS that it was paid for, they didn't have a clue. In fact, the actual spending of the so-called $1.2 trillion is already starting to look more like 2.9 to possibly $3.2 trillion in funny money and bribery schemes for uh, gas and solar and wind. They're not gas. They're the electric uh, way station so you could pretend that your Tesla is as good as every other car and you could go on a trip with it. But in the meantime, what he did last night, yesterday, was make a speech that I found rather nauseating on top of it. And it is pandering, because what the the Marxist, the modern-day Marxist understands is that he has to get people to think of themselves in a collective. He cannot afford for people of various races to think of themselves as individuals. That's not the scheme of the modern-day Marxist collectivist who wants to use the balkanization of America so that they can pass more of these spending bills, where ironically, the people who uh, get all the contracts, they're not really minorities. He's not really helping the people he says he's helping. He's just paying off people who have been bribing him for half a century and his other Democrat members. But one that he keeps going to, and I've, I've noticed there was a big push, is to somehow, I don't know what it is, to buy favoritism or to have the false virtue shield of sticking up for American Indians, or as they're now called, indigenous people. And I think it's just the lack of education that um, why so many other races and so many other young people are susceptible to this. For instance, how many of these people are aware that there's already been 56 million acres given to Native Americans? 56 million acres is what the settlement was to the American Indians, aside from the fact that the government guaranteed to continue to help them through a very, very welfare-heavy um, um, reservation system that turned the bulk of the people into basically exactly what happens when you go on welfare, not too ambitious and not too successful. So they're here to help them again, and I'm sure this time it'll turn out more famous than it did the last time. And Joe Biden has some good news that um, they will not be allowed to progress in the energy of the future, but Joe Biden promises to take care of them. You know, we have to continue to stand up for the dignity and sovereignty of tribal nations. My dad used the word dignity. It's funny because when they got dignity is when the American government allowed them to take advantage of their lands, allowed them to practice in capitalism, allowed them to even practice in what is uh, the Democrat sewers way out of the ghetto, uh, gambling. And uh, they had massive success in their casino business. And they also were acquiring other lands as they were working together in the property ownership of American real estate. But here, uh, Joe Biden is going to help them more, which if the 
indigenous people were a company and they had stock, this would be an indication to sell it or go short right when Joe Biden promises to help you. I think more than any other word, he said everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity. I was proud to reestablish the White House Council. By the way, do you get dignity from the government? I, I, I wonder, does dignity come from welfare? Does dignity come from the government handing you sustenance? That doesn't look very dignified to me. In fact, I think it is the absence of dignity. It is the admission of the recipients that they could not provide for themselves or do for themselves, that they needed special treatment. It is the absence of dignity. On Native American affairs and to issue a memorandum my first week in office instructing my entire administration to engage in regular, meaningful consultation with tribal nations. I was kidding my wife, Jill, who'll be out here shortly. She's visited the Navajo Nation so many times, I'm worried she's not going to come home. That has nothing Um, to do. I've been proud. I'm proud. That has nothing to do with her stance on Indian relations. It's because, for once, she's around people who are actually men. Now, while that is going on, simultaneously with that, Biden... He has a new infrastructure czar. Yes, he didn't want the people or his constituents to know about this, Caballero. He is the former New Orleans mayor, another Mitch, Mitch Landau. He's a Democrat, and he has uh, now been shouldered to um, head up the infrastructure. He actually has the title infrastructure czar. Well, it turns out, thanks to the free beacon, that he's a top advisor to the Heartland Association. Huh. What's the Heartland Association, you might ask? Um, they're an organization that seeks Chinese investment and infrastructure in America. So you've now appointed somebody who has been working hand in glove, and I can't, I'm sure there'll be investigative reporters really looking into this to see if it has benefited Joe Biden's son and John Kerry's stepson in their investments with uh, the Bank of China. As our new infrastructure czar has a long history of representing Chinese investors in America, and now he's in charge of the infrastructure that 13 Republicans passed. Thanks again, boys. Adam Kinzinger, hell of a job, Spritel. I wish you a lot of luck on your K Street lobbyist job, you lowlife rat. 312-642-5600. I don't like Jesse Sullivan. I am a Rabine guy. I am backing Gary Rabine. Yes, I don't like people from California who raise money from three people to run for governor. I don't like them. That's just me. It's my opinion show. It's my show. My opinion, right? It's like when we talk about the infrastructure. Landrow, his position with Heartland Association, could raise eyebrows given the organization's promotion of Chinese investment in domestic infrastructure projects. See, they've been around for a while promoting this Communist Party. American officials have expressed concern, ooh, that's nice, that the Chinese government and state-linked companies use infrastructure investments in foreign countries to influence policy abroad. Oh, wow. Uh, You're not going to believe it. There's at least two CCP front groups that the Heartland Association has worked closely with, the China-United States Exchange Foundation and the Chinese People's Association for Relations with Foreign Countries. Boy, that sounds like it could be right out of the Democrat Party. The latter, which has... One executive working for the Heartland Association Abroad is the former uh, Democrat governor of Missouri, Bob Holden. Notice how they're all Democrats? 
All Democrats. What the Democrat, the American Democrat Party has done to this country, it's not only something that no foreign country could have done as far as the ways of hurt it both financially, hurt it from its foreign policy standpoint or its domestic tranquility position, but what they've done is managed to simultaneously profit the biggest enemies of American prosperity, American well-being, and for the last 30 years, strictly it has been China, where China has been directly linked to the American Democrat Party. Yet here we are, where the Democrats are fighting for all the minorities in America, and they're helping you all the way into the utopia of a welfare prison. And uh, when questioned about it, they've got some really good ideas for your future, which will not allow you to work your way out of it or to take advantage of the, say, 56 million acres that uh, America has given to the, what are they called now, indigenous people, formerly known as Indians, from when I watched my Lone Ranger show. And uh, what they're going to do now is prevent them from ever really profiting from that land by forbidding oil exploration. To, uh, of the, to, to name Native American leaders in my administration, not only the first Native American cabinet secretary, and it won't be the last in history. But See, that's what I love about communism. As long as they pluck some of your elders and give them important jobs in the commissar, in the Politburo, then it's going to be all right for all of you. So forget about how it affects the people in total. It's really good for those political pimps and whores that are connected to the Biden administration. More than 50 Native Americans now serving in significant roles in my administration. We've also taken action to protect tribal lands, revoking the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline, preserving and protecting a sacred homeland, including Bears Ears and the Grand Staircase Escalante. It's part of who we are as a nation. And I'm grateful to the tribes who led the effort. You know, we also can be proud of that progress. I like how we just think of people as one entity. I mean, it is. I, I, can you imagine being one of these 50 indigenous people, formerly known as Indians, in the Biden administration who thought you got there because of who you were and because of your own attributes and your own accomplishments? The one thing that you, is almost refreshing about the Biden administration is it's a complete admission that the only people that inhabit very high positions, aside from the old dusty white guys who are bribed like the infrastructures are, aside from that, the bulk of the people are strictly there because of who they're related to, what their status is, and what their sexual orientation is, which kind of is refreshing when you really realize it. Don't get aggravated over the vice president or the transportation secretary. After all, they both got their jobs for the very same reason. 312-642-5600. And for trouble, just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. My daddy was a green-eyed mountain jack. Bricklayer. Um, I got to tell you, most of you know that I love hot air. I am so excited to talk to Ed Morrissey because it, it's been weeks now. You have been on a roll, kid. And I think you, out of anybody, has been enjoying the reality of our Saturday Night Live We're Calling America today. Am I wrong? Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, this is—it's certainly a target-rich environment. 
right? <laughs> Can you believe? I mean, just for a minute. Let's just, just step back for a minute. Can you believe what the hell is going on and who is in charge? Does Kamala Harris have another jumpsuit? Or is it that dove gray like we're in prison that I got to watch her? It's like watching Shawshank Redemption. She never changes her outfit. Well, and it's interesting because I think the only way out of this uh, of this scenario is exactly how we got out to yes, exactly. <laughs> got prison too. Yeah, it's exactly right. So, um, I'm loving it to a certain extent. If it wasn't actually destroying America, my right. my wealth or the future for my kids. Aside from that, it's really something to watch. So when you see them celebrate the uh, infrastructure bill and you see the bald faced lies of it's paid for. Or my favorite, which only you really captured. Hey, great news. Consumer spending jumped. It's because of the inflation, stupid. You were the only one that I think wrote it properly. Yeah, you know, I'll also give credit to Christopher Rugeber over at the Associated Press because he pointed it out, too. Um, And the problem is you can't really tell how much of this is inflation-driven and how much of it is, is real. Some of it's real. I mean, people spent more money last, uh, last month than they did the month before last. Some of that is real, but it, it, a lot of it is really just higher prices. And then when you get into um, you know, higher gas prices, that's, for, that's a force multiplier for, um, for uh, inflation. And so it's really hard to back out those factors when you're looking at the uh, consumer spending information that you get from the Census Bureau. And, and they don't try. And to their credit, they just give you the raw numbers and say, you know, go yeah. out and figure it out for yourself. We're not going to try to. We're not going to try to figure this one out for you. And, and it's the same thing that happened when we were kids, and that moron Jimmy Carter was in charge. Only the only yep. the wealthy people can afford the kind of stupidity that the Democrats bring to the table. But it turns out the Democrats are suddenly realizing that uh, Biden is tanking in the polls, and that people are a little upset with the diaper wearer in chief. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I mean I think you're seeing some recognition of this, but I don't think they've woken up to why. I mean, the, the, uh, I think it was the DNC put a memo out. Henry Olson wrote about this at the Washington Post that is basically divorced from reality. Their solution to this is to double down on the type of campaign that Terry McAuliffe ran in Washington, or in, in Virginia, excuse me. And, um, which is to basically say, uh, who are you going to believe, us or your lion eyes, when it comes to this stuff? And they're going to, they're going to double down on, on racism, they're going to double down on the wokeism. And they're going to double down on parents not being involved in education because they're not qualified for it. Uh, and they just don't, they aren't listening. They understand there's a problem, but they aren't listening. Now, I think it's, I don't think it's so much a strategy as they have nothing else. Right. And, and I also think there's a, there's a certain, um, let's throw everything at the wall to see what sticks that you see in a lot of, you know, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and, and the corruption kind of, that we've experienced that now is the platform right. for America sets the tone to that. And uh, there's also something else you see is that the people on the inside seem to do very well, but once you're on the outside, that Leviathan can turn on you. And isn't that kind of what we're witnessing with Cuomo to a certain extent? Well, I think we're, I think we're seeing a little bit of it with Cuomo. I don't think we're seeing nearly enough of it. Okay. Uh, with Cuomo. And and I think that Cuomo still got a lot of political heft in New York. And, you know, I, for one, am ordering extra large popcorn bats from Amazon, looking forward to next year's elections in New York because of this, because he's going to try to run for office again. He'll run at the uh, attorney general's office. He may even run for governor again, just to just to make life miserable for Democrats. This is, of course, being the primaries. 
And, uh, and and so I'm looking forward to that. But, I mean, to get back to your other point, you're saying, well, they don't really have anything else, and that's the reason why they're not turning. I, I don't think that that's true. I think if they had a president who recognized the moment like Bill Clinton did in 1994, or 1995, really, to be more accurate, yeah. uh, you'd see Joe Biden look to for opportunities to, to triangulate. You know, they did the infrastructure bill, the, the, the you know, the the mini-me infrastructure, uh, infrastructure bill, as opposed to the Dr. Evil infrastructure bill that they're trying to push through next. Um, and they did that on a fairly bipartisan basis. They got 19 Republicans in the Senate to vote for that. Um, but after that, it's it's been nothing but, you know, uh, progressive uh, majoritarianism and no negotiations with Republicans, no concessions to Republicans. They're going to do it all themselves. And it's a huge mistake. They don't have the numbers to do it, and, and, and they don't have the country to do it. If Joe Biden recognized that he'd made a mistake in trying to be the next LBJ and FDR, he'd turn around, he'd start, looking, uh, he'd start working with Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy on initiatives where he could get them to come along with them but still claim credit. That's what Bill Clinton did. It was brilliant in 1995. Joe Biden, has, Joe Biden doesn't recognize that he's the problem. And I mean, that's the big problem. Well, the elephant in the room is I don't think Joe Biden recognizes his dog or his shoes. It's obvious that this poor man is, just, you know, if I could just take for a minute and uh, my, my dislike for socialism and Marxism in general, it's obvious that this poor son of a gun shouldn't be doing anything. He's clearly ailing. He's clearly incapable. And at this point, he's embarrassing himself and the nation in total. And I almost wish somebody would recognize it. And let's get the... Uh, favorite lunch date in Washington in there as president and see how she does. Well, here's where I'm going to disagree with you, because I actually think that Joe Biden never was capable of doing his <laughs> job. And that's been the All right, you for, got me there. Ed. I All mean, right. for, I've been watching this guy for 30-something years, and this guy's never been capable of doing this job. He's never been capable of holding an executive position at all. He's always been uh, this kind of a screw-up. And, I, of course, we're on the air and I have to be clean. Yeah. No, but they get what you said. Believe me, these are my fans, yeah. brother. I don't let Democrats on here, so everybody knows what you're saying. The other thing I want you to explain to me, why in the world would he invoke Palin? Is there something I missed with Palin? What, what, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. What was that? I mean, Sarah Palin uh, hasn't been a force in politics really since the rise of Donald Trump because Donald Trump – really took over the whole populist wing of the, of the party, and that was, kind of the, that was kind of her wing of it. And even before Donald Trump, I mean, she was kind of fading from um, significance in that, uh, in that wing of the party. I, I have no idea. Palin hasn't been in the news. I mean, you'll hear her talk about things. You know, she's still out doing things, and she's, maybe she's it, making a living. And yeah, doing, maybe it was doing, like an Uncle Leo moment where, like, get the phone. It's not ringing. Maybe there's something just snapped in his head, Palin. He might have had just one of those senior time transformation well, it was issues. deliberate it was deliberate he was telling this thing as a as part of signing this infrastructure bill saying <laughs> well you know when i was with obama i worked great with you know 49 out of the 50 governors you know, you know and, and said well who was yeah. the other one? Oh, the woman who couldn't see who, 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 couldn't, saw who, who said she saw alaska alaska from her porch well she said she, she first off she didn't say that but secondly, even if she had said that she saw Alaska from her works, it's because she lived in Alaska. Now, <laughs> it's <laughs> just so humiliating. That, I mean, to be honest, write it, write it properly. If he was just a capable moron that I disagreed with, like Obama, all right, it would be one thing. But I mean, this is outrageous. I keep waiting for a big hook to come off stage and just get him off. I can't believe we're in this predicament. But leading me to my next point, you wrote about the Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, close. I mean. 
first of all, it was broken yesterday, or the story came out yesterday. Just the 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 star witness for the prosecution, which for um for me, I thought he was a star witness for the defense. It turns out that this kid, uh, what's his name, Gross Goritz, Gage yeah, Gross Goritz, yeah. It turns out that this kid has a rap sheet the length of a Chicago yep. CPS graduate, and it also turns out that ten days before, he had his DUI charges just mysteriously dropped. You know, Ed, aside from the Rittenhouse case, to me, this is absolute and total evidence that it isn't just the Democrat mafia hubs like Cook County, Illinois. It appears that everywhere there's Democrats, there is a, politiz- a politicization of justice itself, of the idea that you have one job, government, that is to protect good citizens from bad. We have an arch criminal, for lack of a better phrase, who you just let out because you want to see this other kid go away. I mean, it's just outrageous to me, Ed. Am I just too old-fashioned or just too sense of right and wrong? No, no. I mean, I think that this was a real movement. I mean, we've, we've seen it with, uh, you know, Chesa Boudin in, um, in San Francisco with uh, uh, George Gascon in Los Angeles. was up in San Francisco, came down to Los Angeles to be the DA down there. The DA in St. Louis, Missouri. I mean, they don't call it DA. They call it something else, a county attorney in um in St. Louis, Missouri, this was a real movement among progressives to elect radical progressives into these offices so that they wouldn't prosecute people. And they would let people out of jail and people out of prison, let people off the hook. And that's one reason why the riots were one thing, but you have a a big rise in crime even without the riots is because you've got these real lax, laissez-faire DAs refusing to prosecute, refusing uh, refusing to imprison people. And it's and people are starting to wake up to that. That's the reason why Chesa Boudin in um, San Francisco is facing a recall election in San Francisco. Even yeah. San Francisco, he's too progressive for San Francisco, which means, you know, that's that's amazing. In, in, in Cook crap. County, in Cook County, we just reached fifty, fifty people that were let out of jail that went on to murder somebody. That's Kim Fox, and it turns out this isn't just uh, these sewers of corruption like Illinois or Chicago or Cook County. It turns out this is the Democrat platform. And uh, this party, to me, Ed, I, I'm not going to be happy until people stop calling themselves the Democrat unless they just admit they're into the mafia, because it's, it's that obvious to me. But I have a perspective that I share with you. How are you enjoying your new state there, Handsome? I'm actually enjoying it. You know, uh, the, the weather today, we got to a, a nice high of 80 degrees here. Uh, I understand it was about half that in my old digs in uh, in, in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, Texas is great. I, I live in sort of a small, a smaller town sort of uh, situation, so it's nice. You've got I've got great neighbors, and I'm really enjoying it. Texas is great. So when you get that bald head of yours tan, you are going to be Hugh Brunner and the King and I, just as I described you the first time we talked. So just yeah, remember I'm, who I'm gave you that nickname. I am I am working on my et cetera, et cetera, et cetera line. So there you go. Ed Morrissey of the Ed Morrissey Show, senior editor at Hot Air. Thank you so much for joining me, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. House. She's Just letting it all hang out. She's a friend. My mother used to. Thank you, Trish. My mother used to. Um, we used to work, live on Lake Street in Melrose Park, and there was an igloo across the street. And my mother was really pretty, and she would walk across the street. And these guys who worked at uh, Royal Pipe who would come all the time would sing this song when my mother walked by. So that's what reminded me of that. Thank you very much. Probably not something normal <laughs> to think about. Um, listen, when we talk about Joe Biden. 
and we talk about the Biden administration. The failure domestically is something that it's domestic. You can hopefully correct it and work through it. The failure through foreign policy that this moron and his cohorts are letting, are perpetrating, are incentivizing is something that you can never go back in time. We face a really big problem. Now, I can argue the philosophy of interventionism, of which I'm not a proponent. I do not think we need to be everywhere, and I do not like many, many of the Bush era, the textbook Republican, the, the phony conservative positions. I don't. But one thing's for sure. The way in which that you have a peaceful world is because you have policies in place that are not allowing the collectivists, the communists, the totalitarian tyrants around the world to come together and destroy the common enemy, which is us. Now, we're mimicking them. The American Democrat is a Marxist. They're more interested in mimicking than they are defeating collectivism. Okay? But right now, what is going on in Belarus? What is going on at that border? How, how Vladimir Putin is going to have the time of his life in a Biden administration. Vladimir Putin is a tyrant, is a dictator. But he is going to make more money, gain more power than even he could have imagined in these next four years. So when I play this clip, this has to do directly with that. Ohio seek recognition. Madam Speaker, I ask unanimous consent to address the House for one minute. Without objection, the gentlewoman is recognized for one minute. As co-chair of the Congressional Ukraine and Polish Caucuses and member of the Belarus Caucus, I rise with deep concern about Russia's expansionary combativeness in Europe. She is amassing tens of thousands more troops and equipment near Ukraine's border, which it has already invaded and killed over 13,000 individuals threatening global security. Now Belarus, with the support of Russia, is working to undermine the European Union by spearheading a migration crisis uh, at the border with Poland, patrolled by, guess what, Russian troops. The free world must strongly condemn Belarus's cruel weaponization of immigration and the loss of life. They're laughing at us. They're laughing at you, chairperson. They're laughing at the Biden administration because the Biden administration is a joke. Vladimir Putin doesn't give a rip what Joe Biden and the morons that he calls an administration. Oh, he's real nervous about Kamala in her gray size 17 pantsuit. He's very nervous. And just so is uh, uh, the guy in North Korea, Kim Jong-un. He's very worried. Just like Z, G, whatever, is laughing at us as all of his cohorts are owned and operated by him and China and all the rest of it. And now they're in charge of the infrastructure. They'll be in charge of the spending bill that'll pass next week. This is a rotten shame. Because when it's over, these tyrants will be too strong. And we've never even mentioned how Vladimir Putin is collaborating with the access of evil, as it was formally described in Iran. And by the time it's over, they'll have those inbreds in Saudi who have been our good friends. Who do you think they're going to join? Us or Putin? As they're in control of the lifeblood of the world, 
oil. At the same time, Joe Biden and his dingbats, including the bartender AOC, make sure we can't produce our own, let alone enough to supply anybody else. It is a perfect storm of corruption and stupidity. And when it's all over, I don't know if the three and a half years is going to look the same. I'm not a fan of that man in the high castle, but we may very well be looking at it. So listen, if you're on the line, Michael, Quinn, and the rest of you, I'll take you because the next hour it's just me and you. But I have to go to break now. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So that last segment got a lot of calls, so we're going to take them. Here's the, here's the, the thing to keep in mind. Putin understood his biggest enemy, in theory, was, was Trump. Because what Trump wanted was a strong America. That's what Putin and the rest of the world does not want. Putin also is trying to reassemble the old Soviet Union in a kinder, gentler tyranny where he just quietly owns the entire country. Ukraine is Russia. He wants it back in his mind. I'm not suggesting I agree with that by any stretch of the imagination. But what Vladimir Putin is, that Joe Biden is not, is smart and patient and vicious. Joe Biden is a whore for sale, and he knows he's already invested in the Biden family. And that's why $3 million from the Moscow mayor's wife. What, what, what was her position? She's the, the mayor's wife. $3 million. And, 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 the, and the American media didn't want it. So here's the, here's the other thing to remember for all of us who are old-fashioned Americans. Vladimir Putin, if he were to get his way, is more worried about people like us in office than the political whores a mayor can buy like a stick of juicy fruit. Matt, South Bend. Hi, Matt. Matt, are you there? All right. Sorry, Matt. Going, going, gone. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, good, yeah. Putin's playing this really well because he knows that the, the old legacy EU isn't going to do much right now. And with Merkel still there for a little while, he can... He can dance around her a bit, and he's using the polls as his uh, as his uh, you know baby seal on this because he knows that the polls have run afoul with the EU because they want to, funny enough, establish their own judiciary system within Poland with Poland laws. It's yeah. uh, it's really a master stroke, and and he knows Putin knows that we are feckless right now. He sees what's happening here. He knows we're a country divided, and we have so much conflict here, so much uncertainty. And so much financial instability that oh, he knows. He that loves that what, what the Biden administration, they're destroying the, the, the faith and credit of the dollar. They're destroying it each and every day. It's the greatest game. He just sits back and uh, has his little tiny baby giraffe and his stream of hookers around. And he has the time of his life like an old-fashioned Bond villain. That's why when him and Xi Jinping, also known as Eleven, with his X and his one, as Xi Jinping and him, they left at the, the climate exchange meeting, you guys go ahead. 
We'll meet you at the dinner. It was fantastic to watch. And in the meantime, he has positioned himself to be the energy, really the only one in Germany and Europe as we know it. As they are committing economic and energy suicide, and he is their only lifeline to heat and gas. I mean, he couldn't have played this better if he bought them to make the decisions, which he might have. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Greg, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Owen in Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. I don't know who the bigger communist is, President Kraps's pants or Bo- or Putin, but I'll tell you this. The minute that idiot. I, the, the minute uh, that it was idiot, a good one. Let me just take that one in. Not, not a lot of guys make me laugh, Owen. Let me just, let me just enjoy that. Well, All right, go ahead. Okay. The minute that idiot gave it, lifted the sanctions on Nord Stream 2, he knew he can walk into Ukraine, walk into Belarus, do whatever he wants, because Europe's not going to do anything because he's got control of their gas and energy. But the nice thing about it is the way the Bidens will be paid off, once he sends blankets to Ukraine and Belarus, then, then, <laughs> be then, good. Putin, then, then, Putin, then Putin can go ahead and just put wallpaper of Hunter Biden's paintings all over the Kremlin, yeah. and, then, and then instead of just wiring him money, he can just send him a big check for his for his painting. Oh, and the did you hear? Did you hear yesterday how the idiot AOC wants to shut down the pipeline from Canada? Oh. We've only got two. She wants to shut down that one. That'll be great. I mean, you, you, oh. it, it, can you imagine being Putin or being in his inner circle? They just have to high five themselves. They must put on our news. And just laugh their ass off because that's all you can do at how America, the politicians in charge, are committing suicide on every front, on every economic, on every foreign policy front. It's it's but, just sickening. And that's but that's their design, Sean. Oh, yeah. that's what they want. Do. They want to crush us. They want to yeah. they want to crush us and they want to take control. And you know what? We just keep going along. And, and there's not many Republicans that fight this. You don't hear much No, about what this. the hell do they know? You think old lady face? Old lady face, his wife is a Chinese shipping heiress. Is he going to fight it? He yeah. loves it. You think, here's the only there question. I'm trying to copyright Joe Biden's next slogan, make the Taliban great again. Do you think I have a chance at copywriting it? All right, I just didn't want to well, think. Well, you could, you could, but I think I think somebody might feature the punch. Yeah, game. Putin already it's owns really it. Build back the build back the Taliban better. Build back the Taliban better. Thank you, Joan. <laughs> it's a pickle. All right, let's go to Michael on the south side. Sean, how's it going? Good, Michael. How are you? I'm okay. Great. Thank you for taking my call. I I, uh, I called to talk about the commies here in Chicago. Okay, I could do that. And, let's uh, do that. Not Russia. Uh, <laughs> I I have a new definition of irony for you. All right. Go ahead. Uh, uh. All the liberals in Chicago who didn't complain about the looters and rioters a year ago are now complaining about crime. It's so, unbelievable. You know, Michael, there's just a thing. My, in fact, there's just a thing how in Michigan Avenue, these kids and their teenagers are, are going in stores. They're not stealing like $500. They're stealing $30,000, $40,000. they are hitting the biggest name stores on Michigan Avenue. Can you imagine what it must be like to be running these stores or working at these stores as the policy is just, hey, let them take it. I mean, did you ever think in the year 2021 you'd see stuff that we used to just scoff at in third world nations that now it's normal in America and Chicago? It's just unbelievable to me, Michael. Oh, I know, right. And By the way, you want to hear something else that's really stupid? <laughs> remember, remember, how we, remember how we were told decades ago that 
the standardized test was so allegedly culturally biased. Oh, my God. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Isn't it funny how all the looters and all the thieves know uh, which brand names to steal now? <laughs> they got that down to a science. You know, it's funny. I had a kid from my high school. I haven't seen him since 1986. Stopped by the cigar store yesterday. It was wonderful to see him. We were reminiscing about all of the kids we went to school with. And when I went to, to high school, I went to St. Joe's. And at that time, it was the most uh, integrated Catholic school in the area. And all my friends were, were people of character. I didn't care what color they were. Well, it turns out a lot of them were minorities. Each one of those kids that struggled under that old test system, that were threatened like every other kid, every other race, that if you can't keep up, you're going to get your ass thrown out, you're going to get thrown off the team, whatever the case is. Each one of those kids we graduated with went on to have successful lives, beautiful families, thriving, regardless of color. And it goes back, I wonder if years from now, when these people are relying on sustenance for life itself from the government, if they think, you know, maybe the government helped us too much into this feudalism and this hopelessness we think is normal now. Do you think that it's ever going to get to that point, or will they just adapt to think it's normal to, to live under this kind of fear and squalor and robbery and chaos that Chicago calls Tuesday? Well, you know, a few people, you know, have woken up to that fact, but part of the problem is that, uh, people are too scared to say that because nobody wants to be called Uncle Tom. Well, I don't know what race you are, Michael, and I don't care because to me it's the character of people the way we should judge them. And the biggest fear for the Democrat mafia is if people of all colors stopped wanting to be talked about by color. I think that's their biggest fear. Thank you, Michael, for the call. I appreciate it very sure, much. Sure, thank you. And uh, we still have callers on the line. All right, let's go to Matt in Gray's Lake. Come on, Matt. What do you got? Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful. How you been? Hey, you were just talking about the about the the radical crime on the Magnificent Mile, and I I it, it made me think of something. All of the the neighborhoods south and west of there that are destitute that have no businesses all went through exactly what's happening on the Magnificent Mile forty, fifty, sixty years ago, and and they they call them food deserts now and things of that nature, and there's no tax base down there. That's going to happen to Michigan Avenue. That's going to oh, happen. It's I think already you're right. happening. You know, the Lakeview where I used to live, where there was not, there was just a, a a guy just shot a couple of cats that were trying to steal his uh, catalytic catalytic converter right up from my condo in Lakeview. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, watching it's happening it. everywhere. It's happening everywhere where the crime you know used to not be to that extent, and pretty soon Chicago is going to be escaped from New York. I couldn't agree. With you more. In fact, I'm I, I'm surprised that these companies are still there after knowing that I have to open my oh, door. They're leaving. Yeah, I know. But I think about think about the good people that work there. Think about the guys that are just working there and the the women who are working there, and they have to fear for themselves as night falls, like it was Transylvania 400 years ago. And it's insane. And none of them, none of them have concealed carry permits, especially on the south and west sides where where there's destitution. Because the state legislature made it too expensive for your average citizen to be able to afford the six eight hundred bucks plus six eight hundred oh, bucks yeah. for a for a gun to protect yourself, and they did that on purpose, and that's why all that crime is moving up into the nicer neighborhoods. Matt, half the reason I came back this week instead of next week was because my wife and her family were nervous because they know the Rittenhouse trial is going on. And they don't know. Now the default position is there will be chaos in the streets. And, you know, they, they're, they're older people. They don't want to 
have to worry about it. So I come home to go stand outside well armed. You know, and that's half the reason hey, you, you have to live like this. It's it's just a, I'm it's, out here in Gray's Lake, Sean. Smart. I'm I'm not too far from Kenosha. You know, I'm um I'm, I'm I'm not looking forward to any of that stuff bleeding over this way from Waukegan, you know, Zion, wherever. Well, Matt, where, where all of the people have been whipped into a frenzy and think that this is some kind of a racist trial. You've just been promoted to the Sean Thompson Show, Man on the Ground in Gray's Lake. For if the chaos, I got you covered. All right, very good. We're going to check in with you tomorrow. Thank you, Matt. All we'll right. be back with the rest of your calls and comments after this. Let's do it. Tone Loke. Big fan. Big fan. Loved it. All right, let's go to the lines, clean it up. Bobby and Wheaton. Hey, Sean. Yes, Bobby. I want everybody to know you don't have to worry about anything. There ain't going to be any riots. BLM says they're not going to have any riots until the stores are restocked. Nice. Nice. Do you know how much BLM made in the year 2020? And what they were handed? What they were, yeah. Well, I say made. They didn't yeah. produce anything. They didn't create anything. They didn't deliver anything. But do you know what the revenue was to BLM in the year 2020? I, I thought it was around $9 million or something. Ninety. Million. Ninety million. Ninety million. That's good business if you can get into it. Think about what they're. What's their job? Oh my god. What's the job? I think the job is if we don't like, we're gonna we're gonna riot and people just pay money. That's wait, a lot wait, of money. Wait. Ninety million. And how, I wonder. I wonder how much of that money went to the victims of crime in the in in Chicago in primarily minority occupied neighborhoods. I wonder how much went to the victims of the gang banging scum. That Kim Fox protects. I wonder if the drug dealers. Is there any money? What does Black Life Matter do? Oh, I wait. I do remember reading. I believe the founder um, did build quite a real estate portfolio, Bobby. I mean, it's good work if you can get it. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate it. It does explain why so many of the North Shore Democrat white lawyers are in on the scheme. It's uh, the gift that keeps on giving. I will say it does play a little bit into these two topics, both foreign policy and domestic, race and not race and balkanization, does kind of play into our uh, next little topic that I'd like to discuss. In the past year, has Joe Biden been down to see firsthand the Biden cages? Senator, I will again. Has Joe Biden been down to see this facility? Yes or no? The president has not been down to the Okay, no. Now, here's my favorite. This is Ted Cruz, who I had the pleasure of meeting and talking to at the Freedom Summit. The one thing I love about Ted Cruz is that he is the descendant of Cuban immigrants, like my best friend in life and his family. They are the most appreciative of what America has to offer because they lived in a climate where it didn't exist. They lived under communism. Which is why when you go to Miami, when you see Cuban people in general, they are primarily the greatest lovers of liberty. Because they know what it's like to exist without it. It's very, very rare to meet a Cuban who in America who is a communist. It's also very, very rare to meet a Cuban in America who is bald. Mayorkas fits both of those. So when I hear the pro-America Cuban go after the pro-Fidel Castro, Che Guevara, murdering, scum, communist Cuban in Mayorkas. I enjoy it just a little bit more because I know what's really going on. 
Has Kamala Harris been down to see the Biden cages, this facility? Um, Yes or no? uh, The vice president was at the border. Has she been down to see this facility? I know she went to El Paso. Has she seen the Biden cages? They are not cages. And um, what are these walls? Senator, has, has Kamala Harris seen them? Yes or no? Senator, the has Kamala Harris changed her pantsuit or does she own several of the same kind? I mean, really, that thing's got to walk to the hamper itself. She's always in the same outfit. The it's a simple question. Yes or no. I did. We don't need a paragraph. Yes or no. Has Kamala Harris been down to see these detention facilities? She has not been. down. Okay. Has any Democratic senator on this committee been down to see the Biden cages? I will once again disagree with your use of terminology. These facilities, has any Democratic member of this committee given a damn enough to see the children being locked up by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Now, see, that's how you talk to a lying scourge Democrat. Just like that. So this is a tip for Thanksgiving coming up. Some of you will be forced to be around these swindlers, these rats. I want you to take note of how you are to confront the open and notorious scourge among America. How you are to talk when you're being lied to and insisted that they're telling you anything but a lie. It's all they know how to do. Lie, cheat, and steal. Because of your failed immigration policies. Uh, Senator, I cannot speak to um, the members of this committee. You, you, you don't know if any Democrats have been down there? To, to Oh, I, I believe de- Democrats have been down to Brilliant. this facility. Yes or no? On a facility, whether they are members of this committee, I do not know. And All right. It- liar. Rotten liar. We'll discuss this idiot question by more good senators. We've only got a few, so it won't take long after these messages. So it's a. I like this song. I don't want to interrupt it. Pick good music, Bunny. Terrible at hitting buttons, and you seem to be texting all the time when we're on the phone. But other than that, great music. Um, when I talk about immigration, I always had a different perspective than what was the tagline for the most Republicans. Because what I understood is who's going to save America are not the generational welfare Democrats. They are not going to reestablish American principles. The way to America's brighter future is to take all of the people that have been oppressed under the socialism, under the Marxism, under the communism of the Democrat Party, the American Democrat Party, who appreciate life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and allowing them to come here to be the strongest supporters of Americanism. That's exactly why Miami, hardcore Cuban section of Miami, is very red. It's why Florida in total is red. It's why so many areas of Texas are red. Because that's the way it works. So when I talk about immigration, I normally focus on that point. However, there has been an ideological coup that has been perpetrated by the American slime, calling themselves Democrats. They know if they can lure people here for welfare benefits, this is really perfected under... Barack Obama administration, who was the king of welfare useful idiots. If they can lure them here for welfare benefits, they will become loyalists. See, this was really brought up by Democrats. If you could steal someone's dignity voluntarily, 
no matter how much you abuse them, no matter how terrible it is to live in the ghetto, they will step and fetch every time there's an election and vote Democrat. They just can't help it. No matter how much their life stinks, they will continue to be a loyal base. So when the Democrats are in control of immigration, I remember when both Harry Reid, scum that he is. By the way, is that scumbag still alive, Harry Reid? I don't know. And uh, Joe Biden, who could be his twin brother, when they were had a different view on immigration for different reasons than I have, but a different view. When they wanted to build the wall and they wanted hard immigration, it was because they were owned by the unions under um, Chavez. Uh, what was Remember the American Chavez? I can't think of his first name. Not Hugo Chavez. Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez and the, and the labor unions, they saw the immigrant as a threat to the labor mafia. So then they were all about building the wall and all the rest of it. But now, under the Barack Obama era, communist and Marxist, They understand that all they need to do is from step one, lure immigrants here and turn them into those step and fetch welfare votes for the Democrat Party and they'll exist in perpetuity. So that's what we're facing now. So when I see the immigration plan of the American Democrat, I realize it has nothing to do with what's best for the immigrant or what's best for America. It's what's best for the Marxist mafia. That's what's happening here. So that's why the $450,000 settlements, because it's only intended to go to the people who immigrated during the Trump administration. That's why the instant welfare, that's why the restriction on voting regulations so we can turn them into voters before they're citizens and the rest of it. I see the scam, slime Democrats, but it's still fun to watch a bald Cuban be grilled by a Cuban with great hair. And by the way, a great beard. I'm a big fan of the Ted Cruz beard up close. Two yes and no questions. Or I, do, I do not think that it would be a pull factor. I said, is it a good idea to pay them the money? And would you get more illegal immigration or less illegal immigration if you give millions of dollars to illegal immigrants? Now, by the way, a CPS student or a third grader could answer this question. Everybody knows. If I give you $450,000, will it incentivize... People back in your third world socialist hellhole to come here for half a million dollars. I cannot. More or less. I cannot speak to the advisability of settling federal tort. Because you're a lying scumbag. I thought I'd just add that. You're an obvious lying scumbag. Claims Act in which I am not involved. But you have no view on whether paying millions of dollars creates more illegal immigration. And there he is. Little Dick Durbin to his rescue. Thank you, Senator Cruz. Well, can he answer the question? You, you asked that question two or three times. And he's refused and, to answer and you, it two And your times. time has expired. By the way, what's the revenue on Little Dick Durbin's wife's lobbyist business? Do we have the revenue numbers for 2021? Are they in yet? I wonder, is she going to pay the fair share of taxes that Biden doesn't want the millionaires to pay? Boy, oh boy, it must be good to be related to this sexually frustrated, ugly human being. Gone longer than so the secretary other. of DHS has no idea whether no, paying no, Senator, millions it, of dollars produces more. It has nothing to do with the substance of the question, but the fact. Are you going to give him an opportunity? To once again, it? you've gone longer than any other senator. Senator Padilla. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Little Dick Durbin to the rescue. That's what that was. Trying to help his cohort of the commissar. But that's OK. We have another senator. 
Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas, just, just a few additional questions. I just want to clarify something you just testified to, to Senator Cruz. Holly. I think you just said that your view is that, that paying illegal immigrants $450,000 or more, million more per family, million eight, that that is not a pull factor. In other words, it wouldn't encourage more illegal immigration, right? You said not a pull factor. Do you know my favorite part about this? With this settlement of a lawsuit, do you know the taxes that the illegal alien will have to pay? Do you have any idea what the taxes are? Zero. Absolutely nothing. For all of you Americans who worked your derriere off, who somehow managed to make $450,000, you know what your tax rate is? 50%. Boy, oh boy. It's the year of the scumbag. Factor, your words. Hey, I have the opportunity to answer this question. Well, I just want to be, you said not a pull factor, right? I couldn't quite hear you at the time, so I just want to be sure that's what you said. He's... The settlement payment of the federal tort claim charge arising from a family separation effected under the prior administration's zero tolerance policy would not be a pull factor. That is my testimony. That is your understood. I think that's news that you think that these payments to illegal immigrants would not be a pull factor, would not that paying them would not encourage. What's the settlement of the American citizens? who were separated under the, by, from their families under the fascism, under the tyranny of a necklace fat slob governor that couldn't go see their relatives in old people's homes or couldn't go see them across state lines. What, what exactly is the settlement for those people naive enough to believe in the Chicago Mafia Democrat and their authority over their life and they were separated from their family member? Do we have a lawsuit available here? Anybody? Anybody? I don't think so. Workforce relations, on which you give yourself an, an A for effort. What about the issue with your Border Patrol agents recently being accused by some folks in the media of whipping illegal immigrants, when in fact they were not? Uh, why on earth did you not defend them? I mean, has no one in your entire department... Uh, uh, ever become aware of, of how one uses split reins when riding a horse? Oh, Senator, let me, let me say two things. Number one... I love Senator Lee. I do. But why does he always talk like he's going really fast on a motorcycle or a carnival ride? Doesn't he? There's a certain cadence there. It freaks me out. I put 100% uh, into my work, and I'm incredibly proud to do so. That's number one. Number two, I stand with the men and women of our department through and through. He stands with them through and through. He's ordering them to stand down. He doesn't defend them when they're innocent. He stands with the illegal aliens, and he wants them to get money. You lying, bald bastard. And I will not prejudge facts before. Did you defend them when they were being attacked for whipping people, which they were not? Um, Senator, what I said quite clearly is that the independent investigation will determine the facts, and those facts will drive the outcome. You have to be such a creep, such a liar, such an in on the scam scumbag to be a Democrat. It's almost unimaginable to me. I mean, unless you're just tooling around with your ghost job and your phony baloney pension and your clout, you're still a scumbag. 312 642 5600. Man, oh man, I could see my dashboard of my 1984 Buick Riviera. 
what a car that was. That's, this is the kind of music that was playing over. Yeah, very, very. All right, I have to take this call. Rebecca on the north side. Hi, Rebecca. I'm trying to figure, where is this money going to come from? I mean, 450000 per family or per person. Who, who, who's coming up with the money? Rebecca, is you. coming from our tax you and, Yeah, well, they don't have any money. See, I think people think the government is like a corporation. They have no money. The only way they could pay anything or anyone is out of the money they receive or the debt they create. The government has zero money. It's an illusion. That, you know, I think people think the government has money like uh, Bezos. The government is a pass-through okay, entity. They don't. don't they have to write some type of check to the lawyers that's suing for these people? Because there are lawyers that are suing for these people, right? Yeah. And they're going to get the majority of the money. Well, they're going to get a third. So if they've got, they're going to get a third. Yeah. So they've got to write them a check from someplace. Yeah, well, the so Treasury. Is it coming out of our tax dollars? Are they, they saying it coming from the Treasury? And yeah. that, that Treasury money is our tax dollars? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Whether that's the tax dollars future. are present or future is the only question, Rebecca. But yes. What happened with the money that Steve Bannon embezzled from the uh, border wall? What did they do with that money? Did they get that back from him? He probably had it. I don't know how he filed his taxes, but whatever he embezzled from the wall, if he put it on taxes, he gave a f- half back to the government. You almost have to think of it this way. No matter how the money is made, the government gets their taxes out of it, right? Then the government right. has all the taxes. Now it decides what to do with it. In in For the last seven years, every month the government sets a revenue record. It brings in more money. Yet, it spends double. So your question yeah. is, is simple, right, on the face. Where does the money come from? The answer is it's either the present or the future. But they have no interest of where the money comes from. It's the only entity on but earth gonna, that has no credit limit. Illegal people that are going to come over here and have 450, well, not 400, because the, say the lawyers get 200,000 of it, right? So you're going to have 250,000 of your own because you came over here illegally. Bingo. And one law exactly. firm represented all of them. So think about the massive settlement we're talking about. So the ACLU, wow. as it's formally known, or as I call it, the American Communist Liberation Underground, they get a third mm-hmm. of all of the money. So you're talking about a settlement in the billions of dollars. So the ACLU will receive $400 million, and then those people who they sue on behalf of will receive the other two-thirds. And it will be tax-free. Tax-free money. Yes. To come in our country illegally. Correct. That's, that's insane. insane. Why did Trump pardon Steve Bannon with the money? Why did he pardon him? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating but for Steve Bannon or what Trump did. I don't agree with any of that. But that's an equivocation mm-hmm. thing, right? Aside, Trump's long gone. This particular settlement falls directly on the soldiers. That border wall money was our tax dollars, too. Of course it was. And you have to keep in mind, in this infrastructure bill that just passed, there's money to tear down what Trump put up. So you're double paint. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, there's money in this infrastructure to tear down the wall that Trump put up. So you paid to put it in, and now you're going to pay to rip it out. You're paying to take it down. Yeah. This is insane. But they got everybody arguing about who's a Republican and who's a Democrat, Rebecca. You see who's really making the money here, right? They got the same banker. Like they say, follow the money. Always follow the money. This is one giant scam, Rebecca. And you know the shame of it is? Your great-grandkids is going to pay off for this this corruption and these fraud 
this forever, forever. forever and ever. We've got, but we've got to get in there, and we've got to get rid of these people that are stealing our money. We got, we can't, we can't keep having this. It's like this is a nonstop thing where they're, it, it, no matter which whether the Democrats get in or the Republicans get in, they're constantly taking our tax dollars. It, it, it's a shame that why would the poor and middle class pay more than the rich? The That's poor. Well, well, here's the thing: you got to remember the only fair system is one that says it's fair from the beginning, not a complex one. How about this? Every American exactly. pays 16%. I don't care what you do. Because here's the other thing, Rebecca, and, 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 and in our conversation, it proves it. What people who can make money do for society is far better than anything government does for society. So a rich mm-hmm. man who builds a company, it's the best, the best case scenario is he keeps his money because he may mm-hmm. hire your grandkids. Whereas mm-hmm. the government simply misappropriates your money. They pay to put it in one day. They pay to tear it out the other day. Take it out the next day. The only day. entity in this yeah. nation that should be restricted from money is government, not people. Thank you, Rebecca, for listening. I appreciate yep. it. Thank you very much. You say I got to go to commercial? Because I, I don't want to go to commercial. I like the show. Why do I always have to go to commercial? All right. We're not going to run the one about the guy I don't like again, right? All right. Because I only want commercials for Rabine. I like I like Gary Rabine for governor. But it's my show. I get to pick mine. I endorse Gary Rabine. And I endorse Ted Cruz for president. What do you think? All right. A little conversation with me and you. We'll continue after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My favorite part about this job... Lower the music, no clowning around. It's a big-time guest now. Favorite part about this job is the interviews. It really is. I get to talk to people I admire. I get to talk to people I've wanted to talk to for a long time. She is a two-time Emmy-nominated TV host, author of a new book. She's appeared on MSNBC, Fox News, CNBC. She's been on Outnumbered, The View. She's also been on The Five. And she has the coolest name in media, bar none, Jedediah Bila. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Thank you so much. And by the way, I loved the music. I was actually dancing my way into this segment. You can't see that, but you'll have to just trust me on that. I got it all envisioned. So um, (laughs) the idea of this book is something I love, and I'll tell you why I love it. It's a little mushy. I am an only child who was very, very close to his mother. At the time she passed away, I was lucky enough to have her for 40 years. It is something that when you lose your mother how you look for anything that communicated her thought process, any note that she wrote, anything. So when I read about what your book is, I absolutely love it. And I'm mad that I didn't do something similar for my kids. So tell the people what you did because it's brilliant and genius. Well, there's still time. You still can do a version of your own. Come on, I've got teenage yeah. girls. They're not. They're like raising gangsters. You don't want to do anything mushy with them. I just want to get them away from me. I'll throw in a car to whoever marries them. I love it. 
Go ahead. I love it. I love that you shared that, though. Um, you know, I, the, the, the start of this book, I started this writing this during the pandemic, and we were all kind of housebound to a degree. It was really just me, my husband, um, my baby, and my parents for a long time. And I got very introspective and I was looking at this little person that I had made coming into the world, and I was like, you know, I want him to know so many things. And I decided, I said, well, I can't tell him all of them today because he's too small. He's not going to be able to process them. So let me just start writing. And they started as handwritten letters. I had no intention to publish them. I actually had already written a proposal for a book on education and gotten an offer on that and was going to go with that and stop the whole process. Because I was like, wait a minute. This is more important because I saw what was going on in the world. And there were just so many things that I wanted him to know. You know, I, I decided to have each chapter be a letter about a specific topic. So there's a chapter about the American dream and what it meant for me to grow up in a small condo behind the Staten Island Mall and somehow land myself on television. There's a chapter about friendship and heartbreak and following your gut and freedom and opportunity and just so many aspects of life, I was looking at him and saying, you know, I want this kid above all else to be a free, free-thinking kid who's brave enough to go into circles where he's outnumbered and speak his mind. And I want him to know what education should look like, that his diversity of thought should exist, and he should go to a place that teaches him, you know, how to think, not what to think. And there was just so much to say. And I realized, you know what, this is a book to my kid, but it's also a book for all of us, for you know, students who are maybe at college and struggling to kind of figure their life out. There's so many lessons, mistakes that I made that I'm embarrassed to admit, but I do admit in the book. For parents, for grandparents, for teachers, for everyone who's kind of had a moment to look back at their life and think, what would I want to share with the next generation that can make them better and stronger than I even was? And there are tough times ahead. We see that unfolding now. So I wanted him to have that strength to revisit something throughout his life. And I hope that'll That'll be the case for him and for other uh, families that embrace this book. And you know, Jedediah, when this happened over the last two years, and I have watched the principles of what it means in America to have liberty and freedom, I thought to myself, it, the, the benefit for me was that my kids, in fact, were a little older when this happened. And I had mm-hmm. already been able to tell them what it means to have principles steeped in Americanism and what it means to... Uh, enjoy your individuality in a country that's built around it. And I, I, I'm watching as that's being taken away by this big movement of collectivism. And I'm thinking that this book is going to be essential in books like this that tell kids who are really going to be raised, unfortunately, by mobocracy and by intimidation and by the idea of don't be an individual, just get in line and follow. So I think that's the beauty of this book, is that from now on, unfortunately, your child, because of timing, is growing up in an America your grandparents would never have imagined, and you, for the most part of your life, wouldn't have imagined. So I think that's the blessing of it. Yeah, and even I, a few years ago, wouldn't have imagined. I mean, even at the start of the pandemic, I mean, I certainly didn't envision maybe some people you know, were able to see ahead and... and, and you know, we're concerned this could happen, but I didn't see these mandates coming down the way that they have, the complete insanity and the masking of two-year-olds on airplanes. I really couldn't have foreseen that. And it is a scary time to raise a little kid because you're like, he's coming into a world. I mean, my kid has really never, I mean, almost never been to a doctor's office where the pediatrician is unmasked. That's very unsettling to me. 
Um, you know, my kid never had the chance to do mommy and me classes or daddy and me classes when he was, you know, one year old because everything was shut down. So it's, it's, it's a concerning time. And I wanted, you know, there's a chapter in the book titled You the Architect. And I wanted to tell him, you are the architect of your own life. You know, I you are it. the person that's going to determine the kind of life that you have. I wanted him to be grounded in individual liberty and self-empowerment and personal responsibility and all these values we really talk about. I even do a chapter on practical skills and how, you know, I got my master's from Columbia and that sounds great. But I left and I couldn't do anything. I didn't know how to do anything, you know, and I have friends who run a farm in Texas and homeschool their kids. And part of that homeschooling is that that kid learns how to, you know, manage the land and picks up eggs in the morning from the chickens and milks the cows. And I'm like, wow, this is these are basic skills that build really strong people, um, much more so than my AP calculus class ever did. So, you know, I talk a lot about values and and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm basically speaking to all of us. I, I, the mandates and things of that nature were not in place when I wrote the book, but it's kind of fitting that this all happened because this is kind of a call for everyone to remember what's worth fighting for. I love and it. all of these values that are under attack every single day. It's actually quite scary um, what's come out of this pandemic and what's been manipulated. So I, um, I have followed you. I've seen you all over. You've been on so many things. And in fact, um, our lovely Misty Callahan adores you. So she sent me the clip today. So I have two questions about your appearance on The View. Number one, are you the one who stole Whoopi's eyebrows and why won't you give them back to her? Number two. (laughs) That one I cannot answer for you. you, That one I cannot answer. How did you survive? And I thought you did a wonderful job as you were really the example of and a victim of intimidation and group think and mobocracy that is exactly why people like you need to stand up against the would-be tyrants of the world. So, I, I mean, I thought you did a beautiful job. Are you surprised by the attack you took today, or is it something you were used to? You know what? I was a little surprised, and I'll tell you why. I was scheduled to co-host that show. Tomorrow would have been the third day. I was supposed to go once in October, and then today and tomorrow, and I got canceled because despite... I have a medical exemption to the vaccine. I have labs that show that I have high immunity. I have, um, I, I agreed to be COVID tested. In fact, on one occasion, I was COVID tested, came back negative, of course. They said, you can't come. So they said, okay, we're going to do it remotely. And I did a pre-interview where I talked about the vaccine mandates and how I felt about them. So they knew, you know, where I was coming from. So I actually felt like, hey, they know if they didn't want this on their show, they probably would have just cut me all together. Um, so I actually thought we were going to have a discussion. I knew, I knew time was going to be short because I knew it was one segment as opposed to being on for a full hour, but I was kind of surprised that, you know, I was, I was quoting the CDC, you know, when I was talking about the fact that vaccinated people can get COVID and can spread COVID. That's something that the CDC has admitted on its own. It's on its website about the Delta variant. You know, the, the director of the CDC has said that. So it's not like I was coming on and quoting some outlander stuff. Um, so, and that was met with a tag of misinformation, which is just not accurate. That, that's something that we know now. That's why they brought masks back in for vaccinated people, because the reality was that it was spreading. There's hundreds of thousands of breakthrough cases around the country from vaccinated people. These are just facts. This is not agenda-driven. I mean, I do believe that the mandates are unscientific, and I do believe there's a huge problem with not recognizing natural immunity. And I do believe that a lot of this is politically motivated, no question. But I was really just there to say, hey, listen. There are people like me 
who are not candidates for the vaccine who have this natural immunity. And regardless, if the vaccine doesn't stop transmission, what, what, are, what are the, like, where is the scientific basis for this? That's a relevant question that could have really created a good conversation. And I'm not anti-vax. In fact, I'm not opposed to anybody doing what they want. If someone wants to go and get vaccinated, double vaccinated, and then get 16 boosters over the course of the next two years, and their doctor tells them that's great for them, that's your body. I have nothing to do with it. But just stop telling me what's right for me when you know nothing about my medical history. And it's really not your job to dictate what I do for my own health. So that's an important conversation. And I think what I was saying would have been, you know, something that there's a lot of people around the country who would have said, yeah, I feel that way, too. So it deserves to be heard. Well, you looked you looked knowledgeable. You looked measure measured and you looked reasonable. Well, they looked hysterical and they looked really it, it, it showed the the mindless fascism that people are willing to go to when they're afraid. And you've known these people for years. And the evidence to me is really quite clear. I'm not anti-vax, but I'm anti-BS. And this mm-hmm. is this is absolute and total BS. And the way in which they're redacting information that harms their agenda shows me it's not about the vaccine. It's not about a virus that has a survival rate of 99.5 or whatever it is, 99.9 among kids. It's about the idea that you will comply even if you have come to the conclusion yourself that it is not something you want to put in your body. And it is, a, it is something that is so scary to me that I never thought I would see it in America, let alone in the year 2021. And to watch these people of standing prove themselves to be hysterical, I'm hoping it has the same effect I've seen it have among my friends where they now know and reject their opinion. And I'm concerned for your, your child's generation that, unfortunately, it will win in the long run. Do you think it will, or do you think that the opinion of principles and, and, and the property rights over your own body will win? You know, I think that this issue got pushed too far. I think had they not instituted mandates and had just come out and said, we have a vaccine, this is what we think it'll do. This is what we hope it will do. Obviously, we don't know exactly what's going to happen here because it's, you know, something new and this is a virus we haven't dealt with before. I think if they were just honest with people and then you saw maybe the vaccine performing not as well as we thought or some surprises, I think people really would have taken that and not completely lost trust in the whole in all of medical science and, and what the motivations actually were. But I think by saying to people, and you just saw Fauci last week, you know, maybe it was this week, I'm losing track of time, come out and say, oh, by the way, there was a new study in Israel and it shows that, you know, people are, people who are vaccinated are landing in the hospital a lot more and, you know, the deaths are a lot higher. So now we need to boost you. I think people are saying, hold on a second. Are you expecting me to go get a booster every three months for this thing? And is it the same stuff you gave me before? Because that, that looks like it's not working as well as you intended. So I, I think, you know, I have to believe that when you talk about people's health, that there are a lot of people out there that don't want to be messed with and want to make their own decisions. But what I'm concerned about in this country is there's a complacency where people say, oh, I don't want to do this. I see what's going on. But you know what? It'll make my life easier if I do. There's a lot of people like that. And maybe it's because I'm in New York City and that's a trend. But people need to really understand when you comply with this stuff that's not making sense, it only gets worse. You only empower those people to do more to you to say, oh, well, we got away with this. What can we do next? When you say, no, I'm sorry, this doesn't make sense. I don't care. 
fire me, and everybody in a company walks out, guess what? That company has a problem. So that's why I keep telling people, you know, you got to wake up because this is not going, this is going in a very scary direction. And every day it seems to get worse and worse. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I have to hope that people's lines are now being drawn when it comes to their children, an emergency vaccine, emergency yeah. for kids that have a 99.997% plus survival rate. That Mind boggling. It's mind-boggling that we're here. And, you know, I saw such hope in the uh, health minister of Mexico who said, I am not going to let this go into my grandkids. I mean, it is it is to the point where America, which is supposed to be the only country founded on the Enlightenment and the individual rights of, of the citizen, is so willing to implement what I saw you attacked with today, which is a mobocracy, which is you know, a collective abuse of individuals. And I'm hoping for your kid's sake, because I'll never comply. My kids won't comply, but I don't have grandkids yet. You have a child that is the target to teach him now and that entire generation how to be slaves, for lack of a better term, to a collective. And it's frightening to me. Yeah, I mean, and Hartley was exposed to COVID because I had it. My husband had it. We were in our pre-baby one-bedroom apartment at the time. He was exposed to it. He was fine. You know, so, and, and again, you know, if you believe in freedom, then, then if there's a family out there that decides, you know what, I want to vaccinate my child, go ahead. Like, I am not trying to play doctor. I'm not a walking PSA for this or that. I'm not interested in that. You know, I'm also not pulling cigarettes out of people's mouths, and I'm not pulling McDonald's off of their trays. I'm not doing any of that. Everyone has a choice to create the life they want for themselves. That was the lesson in the book for my kid. But, but don't try to take my choice away just because you made a choice and somehow that's not enough. You got vaccinated and somehow that's not enough. You still don't feel protected. So now everyone else has to get the same vaccine that you got that you feel didn't protect you enough in the first place. I mean, people need to wake up. This is not common sense now. This is emotion and fear-driven nonsense just not grounded in anything but that. Um, so it has to be called out, right? And you have to shake people. And I understand people lost loved ones. So did I. I understand people had family members. And I understand the severity of this, but it doesn't change the reality of the science. So it can't be an emotion-driven conversation. I completely agree. I love it. I am so looking forward to finishing the book. It's called Dear Hartley. I still, for the life of me, don't know why you didn't name your son Jedediah. Coolest name ever. <laughs> It's like he would have been in, like, the next 17 Westerns. You should have given him that name. I absolutely <laughs> love it. There was a debate. Jared, my, my husband was like, you should just use that name again. And I was like, no, that's crazy. No, you got to Jedediah. Come on, that kid's going to be tough. Jedediah doesn't lose a fight. I think you got to go with it. And you didn't lose today. Now, if you could only find Whoopi's eyebrows, I think she'd be in a better mood and it would be a better show. Just look for them somewhere. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad that you liked the book, um, and I hope your audience likes it too. We're going to make sure everybody gets it. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I'll tell you what. I think what's more important for the children to see is parents putting up a fight. Right now in Elmhurst, um, there's a fight going on. And it is a Marxist teacher who's teaching the kids this new, indoctrinating kids to this new, it's not that new, Howard Zinn, Marxist, self-loathing, America stinks, America's rotten, and all the BS that brought us to the point in this country 
where individuals do not exist, only political parties do. And it needs to stop. Your kids, listen, even if you're not going to win against the Leviathan, your kids have to see you push back against it. That's why I think books like uh, the one written by Jedediah Bila and other books that talk about how in this country you are not part of a collective. You're more than what race you are. You're more than what gender you are. You have the individual rights this country was built on. This is about you not being mortgaged to the Whoopi Goldbergs, to the other Marxists. You don't live for other people. You don't make money so you give half to other people and the government is the only one that decides. It's not the point. What's important is that you set an example for the generation behind us to never give in to the cabal of corruption that is, unfortunately, the new definition of the American government. I never thought I'd see this in America, where you would be teaching kids to live for other people and give up their individuality in the name of people who, by the way, loathe them. The idea I put something in my body or my kid's body for the safety of the mind safety, the pretend safety of Whoopi Goldberg and the cabal of frauds. No, not on my watch, kid. Not on Jedediah's watch. Not on the American people who understand what liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness means in this country. I'll take all your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. Hey! It's my guy. You know, I listen to him when I work out every day. I put on my James Brown Pandora station. Love that son of a gun. You know, I'm not a proponent of intoxicating yourself, but even if he, even drugs, James Brown went that extra mile. They didn't even know what he was on. Everything he did, did it hardcore, James Brown. James Brown was an individual. Wasn't he? Could you imagine James Brown alive during the COVID mandate? You want me to do what? And then you want me to take what? You know, when I when I was talking to Jedediah, I'm looking at the picture of her beautiful kid. I think about my own nieces. You get, you get aggravated with what's going on in this country. Then I look at the news. I heard Tom Beck. It's a blizzard. It's a it's a Delta outbreak. No kidding. Look at COVID outbreak kills eight in Connecticut nurse uh, Connecticut nursing home. Guess what? Fully vaccinated. Uh, virus blizzard in Minnesota among the fully vaccinated. Pfizer. Biotech Moderna makes a $1,000 profit every second. Hmm, every second. No matter the age, two shots don't last. Now it'll be the boosters. Boosters, boosters, boosters. Fox TV star canned for not getting the jab. Let's click on this little link and see who this is. I always like that. No, we're not, we don't have 13 seconds to waste. Stupid Drudge Report. White House won't follow... D.C. guidelines to end masks. That's the old, oh, those rules aren't for us. Those are for you. That's why Congress doesn't talk about who's vaxxed, doesn't talk about anything. What was nice about Mayorkas, the communist-friendly bald Cuban who works for the Biden administration, he uh, got a question and uh, he didn't have a good answer. Now, we've got a president who's implementing a national mandate for vaccines for any employers, over 100 employees and all federal employees. Why shouldn't we mandate that somebody who comes across the border illegally shouldn't be vaccinated, or that's a reason for expulsion under well, Title 42 or any other law. Uh, um, Senator, um, uh, the analysis for um, uh, migrants encountered at the border is quite different uh, than for uh, the federal workforce that leads by example. Oh, 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 oh the workforce. 
See, you remember when I said it's not, oh, I'm anti-vax. I'm anti-bulldung. Bulldung is all this administration has. And you ain't got the boots for it, kid. Your, your administration has released thousands of people into our country who are COVID positive. Have you not? Uh, Senator, as I mentioned earlier, it is our policy to test and as necessary, isolate and quarantine. I know, but you've still released thousands who are positive, haven't you? Uh, there have been individuals who have been released. Into specifically red states. Like you were airdropping them into Florida. Thank God Florida has DeSantis and freedom. Because not only didn't it work, we actually cured them. Oh, but we did. Because we've got some other solutions. Some antibodies. Ivermectin. You know, the one that was very successful up until you hated it, Um, like all the other ones. Because what you want to do is steer it to your campaign contributors, to your big pharma, because all of you Democrat whores are nothing more than shills for big pharma. Like you are in every instance, you're pay-to-play scam artists, and your policy will be directed as such. In the face of the very reality, what you're selling doesn't work, morons. There is no vaccine. There's an experiment that not only isn't working, in fact, it's quite the opposite. It appears to be the big breakout is among the people that are dumb enough to buy your bull dung and inject it into their bodies anyway. How many illegal aliens have you released who had criminal convictions? Well, that's another Um, Who have criminal convictions in Mexico? In the criminal convictions in whatever jurisdiction, uh, uh, those individuals, if they pose a public safety threat, how many individuals with criminal convictions have you released? Senator, I do not have that. OK, number. let's specify it more narrowly. How many murderers have you released? I'm not aware of any murderers. Whom how many rapists have you released? I'm not aware of any rapists. Whom how many child molesters have you released? I am not aware of any child molesters whom we have released into the United States. And I should say. Senior Customs and Border Patrol leadership have told me that your agency is slow walking and refusing to comply with the order from the federal court to return to the remain in Mexico policy. How many drug dealers? Boy, that fentanyl's on sale. Oh, boy, that supply chain ain't jammed up at all. Now, you told another senator you don't know how many gotaways there have been. I will have to circle back, uh, Senator, with that information. Yeah. So that wasn't a fact that, that you thought was relevant to this hearing? Oh, it is um, uh, absolutely uh, uh, relevant. I, I understand why the question is posed. It's a fact of great. Okay, you're, but you're- Can't you just tell he's lying? Can't you just tell? I found the problem. I think I know the problem. Economic, domestic, foreign. I got the problem. It's the fracking Democrats. That's the problem. Like Yuri Medina Uloa, who's a 24-year-old Honduran man who was recently apprehended crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, where he fraudulently claimed to be a 17-year-old. He then ended up in Jacksonville, Florida, where a family took him in. Days later, he stabbed the father of that family to death. He was a 24-year-old, not a 17-year-old, as he claimed. There are people like him crossing and with the assistance, with the approval, with the facilitation, in some cases, of your department, these things are happening. That, that, is, uh, that is inaccurate. I am aware uh, of the case. That individual is being prosecuted. There is an immigration enforcement detainer. The good news is, even after he's convicted, he can still vote Democrat in the new agenda. 
of the American Marxist mafia. What you rotten Democrats did to this country, no foreign adversary would have been able to do. You took it down from within, you traitorous bastards. 312-642-5600. Just what I needed at the end of the show. I love it because I'm going to go hit the gym. We just uh, Misty came in and showed me the picture of our listener, Trish, in the Sean Thompson Show sweatshirt. She got the the, the um, gray sweatshirt, and she has gray hair. She looks beautiful in it. Very excited. And you can go to, uh, what is it, am560theanswer.com or 560theanswer.com to get your own Sean Thompson sweatshirt. And from what I understand, I'm talking to the big cheese. I want to put little slogans on the back, like Biden voters keep out. I don't give a rip. Turn the station, you dummy. You know, that kind of thing. Cork on a fork. Why not? Um, In the meantime, speaking of cork on a fork, this is what I mean. When you have a relative that speaks like Mayorkas, can't get his lies straight, can't get a full sentence out, this is the kind of guy that when he comes to your house, you have to put a cork on his fork because this slimy Democrat will sue you should he poke his own eye out with a fork while being excited over Thanksgiving. These are the things you must think about. When you surround yourself with the American Marxist mafia known as a Democrat on that individual, did your department or did it not allow him in Um, a senator? I'd like to not comment on the details because I bet they would not like to comment on the details. If I may, Senator, there is a criminal case against that individual pending whether or not that individual committed fraud and deceived our personnel is a question that may be relevant to the... I wonder if that matters to the four kids of the father that was murdered. You know, see, here's what they don't want you to know. All of the mayhem that's created, all of the, just something as trivial as traffic accidents, let alone the fentanyl and the drug dealing, the murders, the robberies, the mayhem, all of that created by illegal aliens they, is something the American Mafia Democrat doesn't want you to think about, let alone... The $450,000 that the American Marxist Mafia and the Biden administration just settled with the ACLU, also known as the American Communist Liberation Underground, as I prefer it. They don't want you to know any of this. Just focus on the fact that you're going to get more rent money, more food money. And don't forget, if you have kids, $360. And let's not forget about daycare. Who the hell wants daycare? Raise your kid. What, are you going to drop your kid off at a stranger? You want these idiots telling your kids anything? See, what you need to do if you have kids is keep them away from the idiots. Don't bring them to the idiots, even if it's free. Nothing a Democrat gives you for free is any good. John in Villa Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, buddy. The problem in today, Sean, there's no men... You walk around, these guys, they're, they're weak and frail, and they're afraid to make a stink. You know, John, you know, that, you know that scumbag that called up? He was texting about my wife on the YouTube. You know, I told him, come on over to the store. Two days I've been waiting for this son of a dog. Two days. He won't they show They never show, he won't show up. He's got to be the 15th guy. I just want to look him in the eye. Now, say what you said about my wife to me when I'm standing here. Say what you said. Don't worry, I got bail money. All right, go ahead. There's no men in the fact that if you if you look at these Democratic politicians, they're a bunch of nerds. Oh, have you seen a decent looking Democrat? I haven't seen one, not one. How about Dick Durbin? You think Dick Durbin could do a push up with those man boobs he's got and that pudgy face? You think I'm so sick of these hermaphrodites 
ruining my country and stealing my money with a pen. This is what I miss about Melrose Park. At least the old-time gangsters, they give you the whole experience. They slap you around a little bit, throw you against the car, give me the money. And even then I didn't give it, let alone now. John, thank goodness for you and the rest of you good American men that want to put up a fight against these hermaphrodite Marxists. Boy, see, that's got to go on the shirt, too. Hermaphrodite Marxists. Keep up. I'll be back in 21 hours. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.